Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. This is your man, Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. And we have a treat for you today. Steve, where you at? I am down here at the West End area, Oakland City, Southwest Atlanta, at one of our renovations. And uh, this might be one of our renovations from hell. At least it's one of my renovations from hell. The adversities always reveal to us opportunities. So here we are. Just about to finish this one up after over a year of messing with it. Now, but, now Steve, I, I got to ask you, you know, because... You know, there's a lot of opportunities right now, especially, you know, with this new normal. You know, there's fewer people going out looking at stuff. There's fewer people making offers uh, and there's fewer and fewer houses that are available on the market, even though there are a lot of people, home buyers that are looking for these homes. I want to know, I mean, what kind of challenges did you <laughs> encounter, you know, having to, you know, with this particular project that took a year to do? Well, that's that's a great question. I'm kind of glad you asked. I don't know if I really want to talk about it, but but what the heck, you know? Let's let's uh, do a confession here. So, uh, I got a great deal on the house you know, right from the get go, and that is so important. You you know, you've just got to buy these things right because you never know what can go wrong. And you know, I guess most everything has gone wrong on this one. Although not not really, I really can't say that. Really, one thing has gone wrong. I had a contractor that really didn't do me right, you know, and, and it's my fault for not paying attention and kind of relying on him and the inspector for the 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 renovation loan that I have on this property. They came out and inspected. They said, yeah, everything looked good, but when I got here, things didn't look good, and and basically he was doing a halfway decent job except with the flooring, the, the joist, and uh, the leveling of the floor. And what he was really trying to do was cover that up and, and trying to make the floor level without going and fixing the problem, you know? Right, right, right. And, and, and I know that that was the first time we'd used that particular contractor. And, uh, you know, he's a likable guy. You know, we still talk to him. But he yeah. just wasn't good at this particular job. That's that's true. And, and he did actually two houses like that with, for me, with me, whatever. Finally, we parted ways when it came to contracting at least. And I brought in a new team, and they started ripping stuff up and found out, you know, the, the, the floor joists were rotten. They just needed to be replaced. And yes, that was expensive. It cost you know, like $8,000 to fix it. And of course, he didn't want to spend that because that was money that he could spend on, you know, partying, children, coffee, stuff like that. <laughs> so why would he want to spend it on straightening my floor out? I don't yeah. know. And that, and that had a lot to do with the way he budgeted that deal. I mean, from, you know, from beginning to end for him, uh, it was, you know, uh, poor planning on his side. And then when those things were brought to his attention, it's a matter, it was a matter of us saying to him or you, Hey man, this has to get done, figure it out, get it done, get it done, get it done. And he just was not in a position to get that done at all because of the real cost, not the implied cost, but the yeah. actual cost. And, and the fact that he was either unable or unwilling 
to actually get dirty himself and get under there. That was a whole nother, uh, a whole nother conversation. We are finishing this up, this house this week, man. This is a red banner day for us and for this particular house. And then the, the next one, which is not too far from here, same situation. Uh, the new crew we have, Gary Christmas and team, you know, he's bringing in the presents for us right now. That's and right. Shimmying down the chimney, if you will. That's right. And, and again, you know, with him, it's uh, it's a, uh, it's the way it should be. You know, it's here's what I can do. Here's what's going to go on with the property. Uh, here's all the things that we need to pay attention to, line item by line item. And he's present. You know, he, even when he's not there, he's there. His crew knows it. You know, they have deadlines that they need to make. He tells us realistic deadlines when it's time for him to um, get a check. You know, he. He's very uh, forthcoming because he wants to make sure that his revenues are, are being consistent. And if he falls behind, he knows that he's not going to be able to pay his crew or he's going to have, have to come out of pocket to pay his crew. So uh, Gary Christmas is really uh, the Christmas roofing and more uh, has really turned out to be a, a great, great blessing to us. He sure has. And uh, he is definitely and more for yeah. sure. That's right. Uh, behind how we found him, too. Um, but um, I don't know. I think right now uh, I'd like to maybe just kind of do a quick walkthrough of where we are on the house. And um, unless you have some other agenda in mind. No, let, let me let me let me let's uh, stick here for just a second. Right. I want to get to that when we can dedicate enough time uh, yeah. to it. We don't have to break it up. But, you know, these fix and flip opportunities today are. I mean, if they're, they're really, it's really crazy because there's so much opportunity, Steve. And it's like, you know, the things that we're going through in our society today with, again, with the, the coronavirus, uh, the, the civil unrest, you know, people not really being able to work, in some cases not wanting to work. You know, there are so many opportunities out there and there are home buyers that are clamoring for good opportunities. Clamoring. They want the houses. There just aren't enough houses. And so, you know, as we are real estate guys and we are running our marketing campaigns and we're still, you know, talking to people and putting in offers and, and putting stuff out there for, for sale, even on the wholesale side, we're seeing fewer and fewer wholesalers in the market. But then we're looking at guys like us that can recognize these opportunities. And heck, man, we just don't have enough money to do them all. We don't have, we just don't have enough money to do them all. We don't, but you know, you said something that at the beginning of the show, which is uh, there are less people looking at houses, there's less houses, there's less inventory. You know, there's kind of less of everything, but there are really, it seems to me like a plethora of people that want to buy, you know, nice fixed up houses that are ready to go, ready to move into. They're qualified. They've got the, they've got the um, funding ready to go. They are ready to buy and move, and so that's why you know we're focused. This, you know we're focused on getting this one done, and on the market now, and then the next one on the market now. And, and you're heading up one over in Decatur that we're going to have on the market, uh, you know, very soon as well. So we're going to have you know three houses on the market right away. And you already have one that's that 
we just put on the market too in this basically in this general area as well mm-hmm. so we're we're here to take mm-hmm. it um, the opportunities as they present themselves in on a timely basis so here we are that's exactly right and you you know to our listeners you know a lot of a lot of you, maybe you've done a deal or two, maybe you haven't done anything yet, and you're just kind of on the fence right now. <clears throat> I got to tell you, now is the optimal time for you to get out there, get a good deal, understand your numbers, you know, make sure your contractor understands the numbers, make sure that you guys are having a good conversation about what it's going to be. But I, I can't stress enough, know all your numbers, know what your after repair value is going to be, because they are a little lower right now than they were six months ago, a year ago. Just a little bit, though. You know, you're looking at probably, you know, seven to ten percent lower. You know, maybe twelve percent lower than they were this time six months ago. So your offer price or your strike price has to be in accordance with that decreased valuation. Okay. So if you're looking at your comps, look at your comps over the last ninety days, not the last six months not the last 12 months, but over the last 90 days, okay? Make your offers based on that and move forward. Get that property fixed in a in a reasonable amount of time so that you can maximize your, your profit-making uh, potential. Because again, I mean, if you're looking at it right now, you're saying to yourself, well, you know, if I buy now and I'm not done in, in, in four months, you know, if it's not sold in four months, we enter the slow time. Well, we retail stuff in the slow time all the time, okay? This is going to be something different. People still are working. You know, they're working from home. Lending criteria is a little bit different. But you have you can't not work until or, or do this until things get spicy hot again because then you're going to be buying closer to the top of the market when there's opportunities left and right out here for you now. So be mindful of that. Be yeah. mindful of that. You said that we're in the new normal. And what we, what happened last year in terms of real estate may not be what's going to happen this year in terms of real estate. You know, most houses, in, you know, historically have sold between the months of May through August, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe June through August, so those, those three, four months. 75%, I think, is about the right number for the number of houses during those four months compared to the rest of the year. Hey, you know what? Some of that, some of those months this year have been, basically we've been shut down, you know? So, so there's going to be a shift in the way that people are buying these houses. And of course, a lot of schools have been closed. They're just now opening back up. People are maybe moving, maybe they're not moving, but I know that uh, in the past reason that, the, you know, we had those, um, uh, spikes during the summer months is because school years were ending and parents didn't want to move their children out of one school to the next and so forth. So, but now maybe that's not as big of a consideration. I, I don't know. You're a hundred percent correct. But uh, I mean, that is, that's a huge consideration and that's a real reality because people still want to buy and they're going yeah. to, but Hey Steve, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, Let's take a look at some of the changes you've made to the interior of that property. (music) 
All right, and we are back. We are back, everybody. Real Estate 360. This is your man, Jason Miles. Hashtag the real estate trainer. And before we get into the interior of that house, I just want to make sure again that I thank everyone who has listened to us, who's downloaded the podcast, you know, who's spent some time at the real estate 360 show.com and, and looked at what we were doing. Keep doing that. Keep engaging with us, you know, keep going to YouTube real estate 360, keep going to the real estate 360 show.com. Continue to listen to us while you're working out, while you're driving, while you're on lunch with a podcast that you listen to anywhere, you know, Spotify, uh, uh, Google Play, Apple. I mean, what, whatever platform you're listening to put your podcast on, make sure you continue to listen. If you're a first time listener today, right now, you know, engage with us. Let us know what you think. We want to hear more, more about it. We want your feedback. We love to uh, uh, give you the experience that we have so that you can start your new business of real estate investing or just get better as a real estate investor. That's what we're here for. Okay. So Steve, let me, let me interrupt you for a second. Yes. At that real estate 360 show.com site, you know, Jason miles, you've done a fabulous job with getting people started on the right track with the four week action plan and the success in your first 30 days. And you know, right now that stuff is free. You know, we're going to be charged this in the near future, but for the, for the early adopters, you know, the people that are jumping in right now and saying, Hey, I want to get started. Uh, this is the time right now, but you know, you get three and a half hours of video of Jason miles and a little bit of me in there telling you what to do, how to do it. All the formulas, you know, giving you as much information as we possibly can. Hey, Hey, those are the things that people really need to know. I mean, uh, it's the basics. It's the building blocks, you know, and uh, it starts there. And believe you know, I mean, I don't have to tell you, you already know there are a lot of people out here that aren't doing half the things on that four week action plan. And they rely on guys like you and I to walk them through these processes. And of course, if we have to do it all, we're going to make most of the money. We're going to make the lion's share of the money in those cases. Uh, but But they need to know that if you know what it is you're doing and how to do it and who to talk to and what to say. You're head and shoulders above probably 60% of the investors or quote unquote investors out here. That's right. You and know. you know, it's a good idea to take it, take inventory of what you're, what you're really good at. So, I'll, you know, just as an example, I was meeting with a fellow yesterday and he's really good at technical stuff and, and processes and that sort of thing, but he's not good at the business side of his business, which means, you know, negotiating contracts and, charging and how much to charge and all that take it take some inventory what you're really good at focus on what you're good at and find the other people that you need to fill those blanks you know what i'm saying yes. absolutely without yeah. a doubt because that's what it is i mean every great every great business or i should say every great business leader understands their weakness and they only focus on their strengths and one of their strengths must be locating talent in places that they're weak or just yeah. need improvement. And that is truly the mark of a great business person. So just be that. You don't have to know everything. It's it's impossible to know everything. You know, you can't be the investor and the lender and the attorney 
and the realtor. You know, you don't have enough time in the day, even if you know what they're supposed to do. So focus on what you do best and be the best at that. That's right. That's right. So, Steve, I'm anxious. Yeah, yeah. What? The big reveal. I'm ready for the big reveal. (laughs) All right. Move the thing out of the way like they do on TV. Exactly. (laughs) I want to start from the outside. Now, I'm going to step down here carefully, of course, while I'm holding this. Now, the first thing you're, you, I'm going to step on out a little bit because this house had this unique looking kind of trellis look across the front. Not sure how good you can see it. You can see it good. You can see it good. You can good. So we, we really didn't do anything with that. We just really kind of came in and made sure that the color matched the decking and then matched these shutters that are on the front. So we kind of, we pulled all that together, painted the outside a really nice, you know, grayish, greenish color that just looks modern. And then we put in all this stack stone right here that uh, on these. Just for a little, little detail. Exactly. A lot of detail, really. I mean, these things stand out like crazy. People go by, look at this house and say, wow. And that's what you want right there. You want curb appeal, right? And that's curb appeal. Now, we put in this real nice driveway. Uh, you know, people like driveways. So we, we try to give people what they like, right? Mm-hmm. New front door. Now, unfortunately, this is our second new front door. Mm-hmm. The first one got and when somebody came in and stole uh, stole all of our kitchen cabinets. You know, I said this is a renovation from hell, so we had a, a number of things that kind of went wrong. But uh, so here we are. This is the inside. Naturally, you can see uh, new windows, uh, new light fixtures, and pretty amazing light fixtures. Now, this one we're going to have to adjust. It's just too low. I'm going to. There you go. That's that's a little bit better angle, right? Yeah. So, this is uh, this um, this is my first time with a, a selfie stick. How about that? And then we've got these, you know, over the over the soon to be counter in the kitchen, right there. We're going to have a a countertop, dining little dinette area kind of a thing in this kitchen area. New flooring, new hardwood floors. They're going to be in there, in here, staining them tomorrow. Get that finishing, the you know, the finishing touches on it. And then this was one of those old stone-looking fireplaces. It it was just really kind of ugly, you know. Sometimes you want to leave that when uh, when you have a, um, a decorative kind of a thing, you know, old style. You might want to leave it, paint it, clean it up. We said, no, that's not going to work with this. So what we ended up doing is we just put in uh, this nice pine, knotty pine tongue and groove with a mantle right here. We've left this open down here, right there. All right, bear with me. There we go. We left it open and look, there's a wire here. So you can, so the homeowner can come in if they want to add like a little uh, electric heater 
uh, type fireplace kind of a thing. We've done the exact same thing on the other side right there. So it's a double-sided fireplace, another mantle, living room area. I have a question for you now, Steve. Now, yes. for our listeners, uh, I know why, but do you remember why uh, those two fireplaces, actually the inserts were left that way? Uh, no, I give up. <laughs> okay. Wow. So the, the reason that they were left that way, because normally we're going to put the, the fire inserts in there or just simply make them decorative, right? Make right. them non, non-functional and decorative. But the reason that we ran the power there and and left them open is because the brick on the inside, we would have had to tear out that whole thing. And frankly, the budget just didn't, didn't allot for it at all. And we would have had to tear out that entire thing to make those inserts, even the, the smallest insert fit in there right. because it's it's taller than it is wide. And you can't take those inserts and, and, and turn them on their side. You know, they just, they don't work that way. You're right. But actually I found a couple of inserts on Amazon that will, will actually fit in these little holes. Yeah. But they weren't, we weren't able to get them in there right now. No, we, no. You know, this is the question that I've always had about renovations is that when do you stop? And, uh, and when do you stop spending money on renovations? Because, you know, you just keep going on and on and on on these. So I have a little theory that, okay, we got to leave a little something for the homeowner to do. And in this case, it's going to be this. They can do it. I'll tell them where to go buy the thing. It's 125 bucks a piece. They can go get it installed. You know, at some point, you just got to stop. Because hmm. yeah. honestly, that is not going to add anything to the retail price it's not gonna make the house appraised for more so why spend the money and sometimes you have to separate you know your own personal likes and dislikes with business in the bottom line right sometimes yeah sometimes it's it's uh sometimes it's important but now that now that now that yeah for sure now uh I want to talk about that for a second and then we're going to take a break and come back to the kitchen. Cause I want to ask you some questions there as well. Okay. But um, we really have to make sure that when we're doing these things, that we're planning for the unexpected, uh, the best that we can, the very best that we can. It does not mean that, um, you know, you're going to think of everything and it's going to all be covered in the budget. Heck, most hard money lenders won't even, they won't even let you speculate in that manner. Okay. So you have to be prepared for an overage here and there. It's just going to happen. You'll get lucky if you, if it doesn't, you know, it's like winning the lottery, but you got to focus on it. And, and even with this, we did, but we, we had a few different things that, you know, we had water issues, city issues, contractor issues, all yeah. these things, I mean, and they came one after the other, unfortunately. But let's take a little bit of a break and then let's come back and talk more about the rest of the house. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833 W E L L B U Y 
www.wealthbuilderbank.com Or call 833-WILL-BUY Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. All right, we are back. We are back with Steve Connolly live on location with a beautiful walkthrough. I mean, you guys got to be excited about this. This is the first time we've done it. Uh, we wanted to make sure that we can give you visuals on some of the things that we do and how they get done and the thought process that goes into what what we do, how we do it, you know, because there is a lot of forethought. There is a lot of planning and preparation that one must be aware of. OK, so what we're doing now is showing you what we've done, how it got done, and some of the things that happen. Again, as I've said a million times, you know, you watch a lot of the gurus on television and they'll tell you a lot of them, not all of them, but most of them will tell you, hey, look, you know, we've never lost money on a deal. We don't make mistakes. It doesn't happen. It da, da, da. Listen, things happen that are completely and totally out of your control. And when that does occur, it costs you money. And when it costs you money, it comes off the bottom line. And you can't simply just increase the price to cover your losses because there are market caps, at least for in the immediate, of what you can actually get for the house, depending on what the market is doing, right? So I'm not saying we're losing money. This is probably going to be a break-even deal. But you got to be aware of these things. And we're telling you these things. We're telling you our wins and our losses. We want you to know how we're winning and how we're losing so that you can hopefully avoid them <clears throat> because we're sure enough uh, paying very close attention to what we do and we lose. And we take that as a, as a teaching moment and we move forward from it. So without further ado, mm -hmm. let's take it right back to Steve Conley live on location. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I want to comment a little bit on what you just said. Was, <clears throat> it's really good. Um, what you know you were talking a little bit about okay losses and and the the property itself but l listen here's here's what actually happened so typical hard money loans are 12 months right so i'm in the 12th month of this thing and I, it's not done and the, and the floors are bad and everything else so guess what i've got a hard date of when this loan needs to be paid off so i kind the lender and I said, Hey, I need some more time. Can you do an, an extension for me? And how much is it going to cost? And all that sort of thing. And, and so she, you know, the lady, the representative said, well, yeah, you know, you've made your payments on time. Let's, let's do that. Cost 1% for an additional six months. And I actually ended up negotiating you know, a couple more months because of the coronavirus situation. So I got eight months extension for 1% fee, which I also had them put on the back of the loan. So I didn't have to come up with that cash out of my pocket to get this extended. Now, what does that really mean? So what about all that? Who cares about that? It's not so much about this particular one, although it is, you know, we want to get it finished, done, loan paid off and everything there. But, you know, now I'm in communication with this particular lender and I'm doing the right thing. Uh, communicating with them, letting them know what's going on. What do you think is going to happen the next time they want to, you know, I, I go to them and say, hey, I want to borrow this amount of money on this house. They're going to probably say, okay, yeah, sure. You know, you did everything. Things went wrong a little bit, but you 
fixed everything, you did it right, and you came through and you paid us off. That's what lenders want. They want their money. They don't want this, these houses. They don't want to foreclose. So all I'm saying is when you have these obstacles, there are always an opportunity for something greater. So, Mr. Miles. Yes, sir. See the kitchen, right? Yeah, let's look at that kitchen. Let's, let's do, because it won't take us long to look at this kitchen, because honestly, the kitchen in this house is probably not the selling feature for a, a guy like you, you know, who loves to get in and cook and have a whole bunch of cabinetry and stuff. This is more of a microwave family kind of a kitchen, if you will, because there just isn't a lot of room in here. And so what we have done, oh, by the way, uh, that's the, the new, the, the original new front door, which is now the old front door. It was, it was just too badly damaged when someone kicked it in. So we just got that new one. But anyway, so kitchen wise, uh, I am standing in the middle of it. And right there is the kitchen base cabinet where we'll have the sink countertop and island going out this way. We only have like 12 to 14 square feet of granite in this and this. The granite cost is only going to be, including the sink, six, seven hundred bucks. I mean, so that's mm -hmm. not a lot, right? So we put a, ca a corner cabinet here, and then right here will be the range. Now, one of the things that really restricted us was this window. You know, in hindsight, we probably should have just taken that out when we were fixing the siding and doing the drywall inside. Probably just sort of pulled that so we could have had a little bit more cabinet space. So we're coming in here with a microwave and then a rain right here. Over here is just what we can do with this room with cabinet, drawer cabinet, upper cabinet. And then right over here will be the refrigerator in this area with a cabinet above the refrigerator. And what's, how about that? How about that corner base next to the, um, Next to the sink, next to the to the base, that corner slot. What's going to go there? Right here. Yeah. Uh, Space filler. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm looking at this, and honestly, this is when I walked in here this morning. This was the first. These just went in. I mean, we're, you know, we do our show real time. I, I don't really know what's going in here. It doesn't look like a good use of space to me, but I'm expecting we're going to put like a little 12 inch cabinet here or something. We've got to mm -hmm. use this area because there certainly is not enough room for one of the lazy Susan situations that won't work. So uh, I'm not sure, but we also have a dishwasher. We're working into this. Actually, that's what's going on here is a dishwasher. Um, so the range, I, you know what I got? I don't know where the range is going. <laughs> I think that the dishwasher must be going here. I thought it was going there, but anyway, so I got to get with Gary and find out when, you know, what, what design we're doing here. It, and sometimes we're doing this on the fly, you know, sometimes we're right in the middle. Like, Oh wait, stop. You know, we, this is different. Uh, there's not what the kind of room we thought we were going to have here, but it is what it is. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. And I, I, <clears throat> I remember walking through that several times, and I, well, I can't remember her name. The the uh, design lady is it Delinda? Delinda, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, 
Uh, she and I walked it one time and she was just a little baffled as to how we were going to lay this thing out. Yeah. And, and every time we said, okay, we'll do this. Then this other, there was another spatial issue. Okay. Let's add this or let's move this down. So, you know, like with that base, for instance, you know, one of the things that we talked about was moving that base all the way over towards the wall and uh, trying to find a way to, to do something different with the sink to, to kind of keep it centered or, or to give a little bit more counter space. It was a really big give in terms of which way we were going to go with that one. That one was a, that one was a tough make. And the only thing that would have fixed it. And again, it was outside the parameters of the budget far at this point outside yeah. the parameter. The only thing we could have done is to spend the money, uh, remove the, um, the window. And it would have only added, just that much more. The cost did not justify, or the expense didn't justify, you know, getting another 18 inches in there. It just did not in that case. Yeah. You know, exactly. We, you know, and we're trying, we're treating this a little bit like a, a Lego game. You know, we're going to bring in the pieces and, and start working with them until they, they kind of come together. <laughs> I can dig it, man. You know, yeah. Uh, so, so now the, um, the, the hallway bathroom is really nice, good space Yeah, uh, in that bathroom. It was uh, really interesting. Uh, no, that's the laundry room right there. Right. I was standing there. Now I don't have power here, so I don't know how much you're going to be able to see in, in here. No, oh, no, no, not much, not much at all. Just so, yeah, the, the hallway bath is really nice. Uh, the previous contractor put some really expensive uh, tile work in there. They were like little bitty, you know, two and a half by six inch tiles that are kind of a glitter look. Yeah, they're glass tiles. Fantastic. Um, so you know he's got a good eye for that. Well, we had a 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 a, a, a tough time. He and I. Uh, going into that master because of the design that he was choosing, the way that he was going about it was so dated and it would have told, it, it took a lot of space out of the, out of the master bathroom, which was already pretty small. Uh, it just divided it up in such a way that was, it was just wasn't conducive to a good sale. So we had to, he had to make a changes in there a couple times, as I remember. Yeah. He was resistant to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he was resistant. He likes his '80s, you know, kind of stuff. <laughs> but it is, but you know, we gotta we gotta bring him into the you know, 20, 2020 here, people. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we we got him in there reluctantly, and uh, I mean, we we're, we can't see it very well, but people could see the shimmer of the glass tiles, and I can tell you, you know, those glass tiles are like two dollars and thirty nine cents a piece. Those two by sixes, you know. And, yeah. and, yeah, they're 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 pretty expensive, but they give a great great look. But Steve, yeah. we're at the end of this segment here. Let's take a break and come back and 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 share with people how to really take full advantage of of this new normal as they're calling it, you know, and and what we can do, you know, from everything from virtual wholesaling to, you know, fix and flips, you know, for those that are kind of scared to be around others right now. I'll do my best. My man. See you in a minute. Hey. 
if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it is, call us. I'm Scott with Five Star Services. We do home renovations from your rooftop all the way down to the ground. Interior, exterior, doesn't matter. We do it all. Give us a call. You can reach us at 404-348-2348. That's 404-348-2348. Or you can get us online at www.5starservicesatlanta.com. Give us a call. Estimates are free. We'll be happy to take a look at what you have. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if it is, call us. I'm Scott Bowen with Five Star Services. All right, and we are back. We are back. Thank you guys for sticking around. Thank you for sticking around. We have Steve live on location, and we're talking about fix and flip opportunities in this new normal. And we're showing you something that we have on uh, that's about to hit the market. We're talking about all of the ups and downs that we've had to deal with with this particular property and things that you can be doing right now so that you can take advantage of the market today and over the course of the next two quarters. Okay. So Steve. Yes, I'm here. Now uh, we were talking a little bit on the, in the break about some very interesting things that happened during the demo uh, of this particular property. Right. You know, when, when they were doing the roof or at least doing the demo or starting the demo, uh, one of the most interesting things, I don't know what what it was or what kind it was, but I know it wasn't something that you wanted to pet and take home. But in the in the corner right behind you, in the corner of the house before they built that beautiful uh, deck, that yeah, right there, that corner right there, the guys yeah. were taken off the roof, and right in the corner on, on the soffit underneath the roof, underneath the decking on that side of the roof, was this big black very upset snake and the and the guys just literally ran up the up the uh, roof one guy jumped down off the ladder to get away from that thing man and uh it took them like an hour before they felt comfortable going back up there even after they found a way to get rid of the snake you know because they didn't know what to expect while they were tearing everything off and that was a that was definitely a uh a consideration because stuff like that happens, man. You never know what you're going to find. Sometimes it's a wasp's nest up there. You know, it's, it's pretty, it can it can be scary. It sure can. There's no telling. But you know, along that same roofing lines, um, I'm going to point to this corner over here. See if I can get that in the shot. Uh, right. Yep. Yep. Right there. There's some new wood you can see. Well, you know, when we were coming back with Gary Christmas and his team. Uh, we, we just, we, you know, we were noticing that shingles were dipping in at the end of this roof. And we said, what is going on here? This isn't right. This is a brand new roof. It shouldn't do that. So we got in there. We found out the, that the same group of roofers, you know, that gets the, the scaredy cats afraid of a little black snake. Um, <laughs> we're taking, taking revenge out on us. You know, they didn't put decking all the way to the end. That's the bottom line. And, and so if you don't have decking under there, there's nothing to support your shingles. So we had to go back and fix that. We had to go fix the, the flooring. And I'm not going to talk about that anymore. But, you know, one other one great thing that they did was I'm going to I'm going to tilt this so you can see above me. Uh, they added this huge roof line coming off of the back of the of the house to 
give some nice cover. I got to I got to walk over a whole bunch of debris here, so um, to to add some really nice cover to this deck back here, which is a fantastic deck, really big deck, and uh, with a roof line over it, like like that. Yeah. So that is. You know, that's going to really help sell this house along with the front features that it has with the trellis front and the stack stone and the new new kitchen, uh, the fireplace uh, uh, feature that's in there, the bathrooms. It's not a big house. It's it's but it's really a nice bungalow in the right area of town. That's going to sell, and it's going to sell quick. And and one of the pluses for having that outdoor space, you know, the back and the front in particular. Well, the back really kind of sets it off. But you know, it, even though it doesn't add square footage, it adds more livable space in the way of <clears throat> uh, quality of life. You know, you can sit back out on your on your front or your back deck. You can entertain. You've got the fence. There's off street parking, which not every house has over there. So, you know, those, those things are pluses. Let's talk about the fence for a minute because that's a benefit that we didn't expect. So we, we, had a, we have this little fence over here that you can see this kind of discolored, right? Mm -hmm. You see it right there. So that goes mostly up to the, it goes up to, to the area where we added the driveway and that uh, gated, gated area. But now if you look behind this, you see this all brand new fence, right? See all that on the, all the way along the back and along this other side over here. Well, you know where that came from? The neighbors. Exactly. The <laughs> neighbors put it in. And they put it, put it in so that the, the sides are facing out to us right over there. Looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's right. And and you get to now say fenced in backyard. Exactly. So you know, people would that's a big thing. People want fenced in backyards. Not everybody, but a lot of them, you know, a lot of people have pets. This is perfect for that. It really is. And you know, <clears throat> this is a, a good example. Now we have the ability to stick with projects when they go a little bit longer. A lot of people don't really have that, right? They don't have the pocket to continue to make the payment and the, the pocket to uh, cover the overages. They just don't. And just like that. So a perfect example of that is the project on, on the east side that we're doing. You know, here's an investor that got uh, in over his head. He didn't have the money to uh, continue to make the payments. He didn't have the money to fix the problems that were created by his contractor. Um, they were building walls where it should have been wide open. You know, I mean, it, there were a lot of design flaws, one, that he just couldn't cover. And this contractor really wasn't moving in the, in, the, in the speed in which he needed him to move. So, you know, these are opportunities that we find through our marketing. You know, we market to uh, not just, you know, homeowners that bought in a certain time or vacant house owners. We market to companies that bought properties within the past year that they still own, right? So 
we know that if they bought it, generally speaking, in the last year, they're fix and flip. We also know that a lot of those fix and flippers get in trouble. So we like to take them over. When we're talking about finding opportunities in this new normal, you know, we're dealing with uh, lenders, local lenders and, and larger national hard money lenders that are winding up with property that, frankly, they just don't want back. They don't want it back. They want to get it off their books. So they'll do short sales. You know, they'll they'll make certain concessions to get that property in the hands of someone else who may have the ability to get, or who will, of course, have the ability to get that thing done for them. You know, that's just one way uh, that we're finding uh, opportunities in this market today that we're living in as wholesalers, as fix and flippers, because that, that's where the opportunities lie. There are people that own houses that they want to sell, but, you know, they've maybe they got it rented out and they're waiting for the market to come back to the levels that it was a year, a year and a half ago. You know, we might not see that for another, I don't know, two or three years before we see levels like that. You know, if we just have moderate increases in value, like I think we should coming out of the recession that we're currently in. So if if the market continues as we come out of the recession to grow at a at a three to five percent clip in real estate, it's going to take a few years compound, you know, with that with that uh, that added value, that three to five year annual increase in value to compound to the point where we were a year and a half ago. So at that point, we'll be four to five years away from the highs from before. So I know I'm kind of just throwing a lot of numbers out there, but I'm, I'm wanting you to think about how you make your offers. I want you to think about being conservative when you're looking at your deals right now and understand that you can't take values from six months ago. You need to take them as a, re, as, a as a person that's wholesaling or fix and flipping. You need to only look at comps in the last 90 days. Because remember, at best, it's going to take you 90 to 120 days to get that property fixed and back on the market. Knowing that your retail person is going to be looking at comparable sales in the last six to 12 months. Okay, so that's why you're being conservative in your buy points, because you need enough room in there to find success, because you don't necessarily know which way the market is going to turn or how fast I should say it's going to turn around and go up. Am I correct? You are correct. And uh, the fastest way to learn all this is just to go do it, you know, and the fastest way to get up to speed on the market as it is right now is to go do it, you know, and go look at houses. I was out yesterday and I was, I, I looked at, uh, four properties, three single families and one commercial. I was all the way from College Park out to Covington looking at stuff yesterday. Um, and when you see them in person, uh, when you drive up to the house, you see the neighborhoods, you see the streets, you see the condition of the house, you see all of that that you just don't see. Yeah. You got to get out there and see it. And also, you know, go to realestate360show.com. Check out what we have for free for you. The four-week action plan, uh, success in your first 30 days. You know, check out the education. Get involved in your business. Know what you need to do. Know what you need to say. And reach out to people like Steve and myself that can help you get on the right track and stay there. Okay? Again, I want to thank everybody for watching. 
and uh, today and listening today. And, and if you're on the podcast, download it, share it, subscribe to it, you know, just uh, engage with us, check us out everywhere you listen to podcasts. So we got to get out of here, Steve. We're running out of time, man. But hey, Steve, you're the consummate salesman, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. (laughs) Peace. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing, please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar. And I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D.